When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So 800-150811, you've got a small window here to have your say on any issues, things that have got up your nose in sport this year and you're looking forward to next year perhaps. They might be one of your ports of call. Jeff, Jeff the ref from the beautiful Cromwell, what a great time of the year it is to be around Cromwell area as well. Jeff, good morning to you, thanks for calling. Yeah, morning, Smuddy, welcome back to NZ too, it's been a while mate. <coughs> I've just got a new job now chasing wallabies and rabbits around the hills, so the reception's not too good up there at times, but uh, good to be back. Uh, yeah, actually, just before I get onto my those topics, I watched that underarm for about the third time. Do you reckon McKetney wouldn't have had no way of hitting that six? I watched it the other night again, it was on. Do you reckon that time McKetney would there was no chance of hitting that bloody six? I mean, that's the controversial one for me that'll probably live in my memory forever, but... Uh, so yeah, you, uh, I know you I, made those comments, you boys, that you'd never mate, hit that six. I mean, I had a stick, which is one and only my lifetime, was a top edge at Luggett, where you played for the black <laughs> white against the black turns back in the day. But, uh, yeah. Um, I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you, Jeff, if, if anyone could hit that, um, that uh, Trevor Chapel delivery for six in the modern game, it would be Glenn Maxwell. If anyone could hit that underarm delivery for six. He could perhaps reverse lamp, chip it, ramp, chip something at, at close to a six anyway on the smaller boundaries these days, but it would, it would only be Glenn Maxwell. Okay. Well, that's really good. Um, I'll never get over that anyway, probably like yourself. But anyway, um, um, the other one I'll probably have to get over is the TMO at the World Cup Finals. Mm. Well, I'm a proud referee, mate, and to, you know, be seat in the house, and you know, an old Barnes, he got flustered because of, you know, that'd be the worst game I've seen referee in a sense. He just got flustered, and uh, you know, it's like players, you know, and, and referees like under the pressure, they make mistakes, and, and there's just far too many for that final, you know. Our kickers had a chance too, somebody to to win it for us, mm-hmm. and they sort of under the pressure, but. That would be my, you know, controversial TMO, and let's hope some good comes out of that long term. Um, and Ryan Fox wanting a major next year. It would be. Yep. Yep. I, I look, I, I think uh, that'll be unanimous when we, we put the poll out there about things we'd like to happen in New Zealand sport. I think you'll find that, um, Jeff, that uh, Ryan Fox is. Winning on the PGA Tour and, and perhaps winning a major will be right up there in most people's thinking. And the reason why, he's such a popular New Zealander. Everyone wants him to do well because he's such an engaging New Zealander. He's a typical Kiwi sporting bloke of the of the older elk, elk really. I mean, he's not, he's not your modern-day super athlete. 
run around the block a hundred times before you even pick up the putter kind of guy. We know that. He goes fishing. He likes a good time. Uh, and he plays damn good golf. I mean, he keeps it very, very simple with all the complications involved uh, around what he does. He seems to appears to. And, and the, the other thing is he's he's just so approachable and so available for media people. He's an absolute dream. So, look, um, yeah, Ryan Fox to win a major, that would be. I was around pretty close to Michael Campbell, not, not on the ground over there in the United States, but I knew Michael Campbell pretty well during his heyday. Uh, and that was special. Ryan Fox would be equally so. And the first person will ring if uh, once he wins it after him would be Sir Bob Charles, just to think what he would think with, about it as well. Right, uh, John, regular from Auckland. G'day, John, how are you? Who, who's been your biggest bugbear this year? Oh, mate, my biggest bugbear is probably the, um, well, being from Auckland, I'd say the blues, eh? You know? <laughs> Uh, it's been 20, 22, 23 years now since we've won the title, so we're still waiting. We're still waiting. Maybe this year, maybe next year. Who knows? But um, did you did you watch the sale DP, Smithy? No, I didn't. But Louis did. Uh, Louis yeah. watched it. Um, he loves it. Absolutely love it. He's listening in too, John. And um, did you see Chris Gale was on the boat on Team New Zealand's boat? He presented the trophy. Wow, I didn't see that, Louis. Did you? Yeah, Chris Chris Gale, his arms around um, Pete Burling and Blair Chuk, and they're not small boys. Like they're, they're built, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty decent athletes. And Chris Gale just dwarfing them in like a, a um, kind of yeah. He he did have kind of. I mean, I think you're allowed to say. Oh, no, I won't say it in case you know. But he he looked he looks good. He looks good out there. He he looked. He looked suave. He looked like he belonged out there, and it was pretty random, though, wasn't it, John? Man, it was, it was really random. I just thought, does, you know, besides New Zealand and Australia and India, does anyone know in Denmark or Spain wow. or the US? Who, who in, in Dubai? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where they were. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, I just thought that was uh, just a random moment, really. To have them on the boat, but <laughs> well picked up, John. That's uh, pretty random. I thought the same, to be honest. Yeah, but uh, just quickly, boys. Um, Eddie Jones, Eddie Eddie Jones, looks like he's going to be coaching Japan. Um, I have no problem with coaches going where they want to go, just like players. But just his integrity's gone. You have to say, hey, Smithy, his integrity is shot. I think they counted 14 times uh, he denied it. Media people reckon they they know of 14 times that he had any connection with Japanese rugby or was going to go. 14 times um, he was quizzed on it and denied it and said it was a load of rubbish and there was false reporting. 14 times, John. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. But he's, well, he'd be nearly 70, wouldn't he? So I guess this is a bit of a retirement job for him. And apparently he's going to be living in Japan full time, so he's not going back to Australia. Probably going to get <laughs> two million dollars, and that's that's all she wrote, mate. He'll get a lot of money, of course. They got they got a memory. They remember Eddie Jones coached them to beat South Africa in the World Cup in 2015. Um, so they've they've got a memory. Uh, that's probably their proudest moment in the whole history of rugby, and they've put so much time and effort and money into it. The Japanese, but uh, in all honesty, um, he, they can have him. Uh, I think the world world of rugby yep. believes they can have him as well because 
He's he's done Australian rugby a great disservice, and I think he's given uh, world rugby, um, uh, I think, a bit of a dent in terms of credibility as well, because he was, aside from all this palaver, quite a highly rated and respected coach and a spokesman on the game, but not now, I don't think. Not now. And, and my big call for 2024 will be yep. Ian Foster to catch the Wallabies. There you go. Woo-hoo-hoo. John from Auckland said it first, and that's where all the good rumours come from. John, congratulations uh, on that. Might be the call of the day and the prediction for uh, 2024. We shall see. Uh, thanks, mate. Thanks very much for your call. Have a terrific day. Scott, good morning to you, Scott. Morning, Smithy. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. I, I say to you first, because in case I don't get to talk to you again, have a great Christmas and a great trip to Australia as well. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Really am. No, it should be uh, hopefully a, a good series, and hopefully uh, Pakistan can push Australia a bit in that as well and uh, make it competitive. Um, mm. so my my uh, bugbear being a being a football man is obviously losing uh, Everton losing ten points, which I don't think was right at all. Um, but you know, coming out the other side, it's it's starting to look better, and um, I'm hoping we might claw back some of those points because I, I still don't think it should have been a ten point deduction for something that the players on the field can't control and, and something that affects the fans at the end of the day. So that's that's my bugbear for this year, and my uh, my big prediction for next year is uh, Warriors winning uh, winning the grand final. I think uh, I think they've got a good chance next year. I think Jack can keep well into the team with his experience as well. Um, yeah. I think uh, the experience of um, getting through the to the play, uh, through the playoffs this season will help as well, and I'm feeling very confident with them next year, to be honest. And um, you know, if, if we can uh, knock the Broncos or the Panthers in the final at the same time, that would be awesome. Okay, uh, I look forward to that too. If, if they could win the grand final, that would be super special. Uh, yeah, um, I, I I kind of. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to working in uh, Australia. I've got to say, it's one of my big. Uh, I, I, lo- I love the way Fox Television do it, but I'm also uh, looking forward to um, really starting to focus on a bit of radio commentary. So um, while I'm in Australia, I'll be working for SEN, uh, which is our parent company still, um, and uh, we'll be doing ball by ball coverage of that uh, summer of cricket. And then when we get home, of course, SENZ is covering all New Zealand uh, cricket domestically, ball by ball. So uh, sitting alongside the likes of uh, Daniel McCarty, uh, Jeremy Coney perhaps. Uh, I don't know who else Daniel McCarty as team captain's got lined up. Uh, we'll have to wait and see at some point, but uh, there'll be a smorgasbord of, of former New Zealand cricketers and people wanting to have their say, and uh, we'll be trying to engage as much as we can with the public as well. Uh, Scott, you have a terrific Christmas, and thanks very much for uh, your well wishes. Uh, Scott, another Scott from uh, Taranaki is here. Scott, good morning to you. Good morning, Ian. And uh, my bugbearer is the New Zealand cricket selectors for the test team mm. for this year. Um, now, a mate of mine loves his stats. He'd be a fantastic stat man in a commentary box one day. So he fired me a bunch of stuff in regards to Sam Wells's, um interview on stuff. And uh, he mentioned in that interview, he compared Nichols to Fleming. And of course, you know, that's not okay for a selector, for one, to be comparing generational players. Um, you know, he compared him when Fleming averaged 46 away and 34 home. And of course, those are back in the days when we used to de- develop green seamers for uh, India, India or Sri Lanka or whatever to come here and play us. So it's interesting that 
he compared him against a guy who averaged 46, you know, overseas and was a fantastic, you know, New Zealand player for us for a long period of time with with Henry Nichols and my bugbearer is that the only person a New Zealand selector should be comparing Nichols with is players that play that position currently to see if we're playing the right player, not to talk about generational players. That's for that's for people like me and, and everyone else to talk about when we compare yeah. players, you know, against you know, in their in their careers. Um, so for me I'd just like the New Zealand selectors just to get on with selecting the right team that to play each opposition. And I'd like to see Ravinder and Patel play more regularly in the New Zealand cricket team. And going forward for 2024, that's my wish. <laughs> Scott, that's an amazing wish, and I, I, I totally agree. What is the role of a selector? I think a role of a selector, um, the easy one is to just to pick the way they're picking at the moment. The, the tough and intriguing role of a selector for me is to recognise when someone's time is up and when someone's time is right. And, and I, I think that one is, is one of the most key things. The time was right for Ravindra. The time was right. He was at the peak of his powers. He's not playing for a month. Who knows what kind of form he's going to be on uh, one of the series against Bangladesh. There'll be great expectation, and he'll want to deliver because he's that kind of kid. But here's, here's the thing. They've taken him out of the game. They've taken him away from the middle of, of a cricketing environment and said to him, um, just take some time off. Um, on the basis of I don't know why, uh, to be perfectly honest. The skill of a selector is to recognise, is to recognise when the time is right for somebody and when the time is not right for somebody, when the situation is right, when the situation is not. That's the skill of a selector. Not just backing up, uh, just backing up stats or saying he was good then, his record was good then. Uh, I wonder how much Sam Wells factored in uh, when he compared him to Stephen Fleming. Uh, that Stephen Fleming was one of the one of, if not the greatest cricket captain we've ever had. Did he factor that in? Did we? Did we? Did uh, Sam Wells factor Stephen Fleming's contribution as a captain, as a leader, at a, as a strategist about the game? Um, did he ever factor that in in terms of comparing him to Henry Nichols' contribution to the game? Because Stephen Fleming's batting record also revolves around uh, the captaincy issues as well. Big draw, big bow to draw comparing Henry Nichols to Stephen Fleming. A really very big bow to draw. Uh, It's 9.45. We'll take a a bit of a breather and uh, maybe have uh, a bit of a chin wag with Cliffy after the break. It is 9.50 here. Cliff, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Smitty. A big thing for me is Super Rugby next year. I... With Razor coming in as the all-black coach, I'm well, I hope that uh, we'll see some better players playing in the Super Rugby. The competition last year is disappointing. The numbers of people going to the games is disappointing. And I think that's overall of sport in general. You know, I watch um, a bit of the Phoenix playing at the stadium. It's embarrassing to see how few people are there. You know, a uh, big stadium with... a Probably only two or three thousand people if they're lucky, but yeah, that's the thing for me. It's it's getting people back into the grounds and enjoying and getting that atmosphere because it, it doesn't really feel like there's too much atmosphere going on around some of these grounds. Um, even even with regards to Sky Sport, you know the way they have the breakdown, it's it's just to me. I'm a traditionalist like yourself, and I like to see 
three guys talking about men's rugby or four guys. I, I really struggle with two women being in there with two men and, and talking about men's rugby. It's a, it's a bit of a hard look. Uh, you, you've got to look after your own. And, and to me, that's, that's, I struggle with that. It's just where yeah. they're going, Sky, where Sky's going with having to genderize everything and, and, and make it 50-50. It doesn't matter what sport it is. To me, the best people should be fronting on the best shows and talking the best stuff. And and that's why I like SDNZ, because they seem to put guys out there who, who know their stuff. You know, like you're talking about Jeremy Coney and uh, the good old days of, you know, sports roundup going back. But you, it's good to hear the real deal. And that's what I want to, want sport to be, the real deal. And, you know, and another thing about old Foxy, I'd love to see him. Like that, winning the uh, PGA at Wentworth was my highlight of the year. Mm. It was great to see him do that. And the boy Hillier. And uh, go New Zealand golf. You know, there's so, you know, there's so many good players coming through. And it's a, it's a good, strong sport for New Zealand going ahead. Boy, the boy Jones as well. Good on you, Cliff.